Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. The church we are called to be part of is the church universal, of course, the Catholic church. And as such, there are many human cultures and languages that are represented within her. Even right here in our own archdiocese, you may have a Spanish mass at your parish for our Hispanic Latino brothers and sisters. Or perhaps your parish has particular Polish roots or Hmong or Vietnamese. But did you know there's also an office in our local church and an upcoming conference specifically serving the indigenous people of the archdiocese? Here to tell us all about it is Director and Pastoral Minister Sean Phillips. Welcome, Sean, to the program. Thank you. I'm glad to be here today. Very good. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, the Office for Indian Ministry here in the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis? Sure. We have actually two places. We have a parish, Gitchitwa Katiri, which is at 31st and Park, uh, that serves the uh, Native and Catholic people in the Archdiocese, as well as the Office of uh, American Indian Ministry as well, which kind of deals more with the more global things here in the diocese as well uh, as the Minnesota Catholic Conference and the USCCB. Okay, got it. And what what is your what are your roles? I think uh, it's plural more rather than singular, but what are your roles at uh, Gitchibwa Katiri and at the Office for Indian Ministry? So the Office of Indian Ministry, we uh, are involved in Catholic Native issues, uh that are larger here in the in the archdiocese so we might uh, enter into discussions with tribes currently the uh, minnesota catholic conference has been meeting with tribal leaders concerning boarding schools right yep uh, and we have been involved a little bit in some of that and uh, as well as keeping the archbishop informed uh, about what's going on uh, here The USCCB is entering into a time of writing a new pastoral for the United States for indigenous Catholics, Hmm. and uh, we're also involved with that. I sit on the um, advisory board for the USCCB for uh, American Indian Ministry here in the United States, and so becoming more involved in those kind of things as well. Wonderful. Yeah, very good. Well, thank you for your work and all of that. Um, I did. You. I did want to get specifically to, and I, I have to start off, Sean, with a, a, a rather humbling uh, admission here, which is I have heard Saint Kateri's. Well, I've even heard her first name pronounced in a number of different ways. But um, how would you pronounce Saint Kateri's last name? Well, let's start with the first one. Okay. Uh, we say Kateri, but uh, in Mohawk, it would be Godery. Godery. Okay. Very good. Uh, I like that. And it's Tekekawitha. Tekekawitha. Did I get yeah. it close? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. The reason I'm asking is because, of course, there's this upcoming conference next year, um, which, yeah, yeah the I see I messed it up already, but the Tekekawitha no conference, yeah. um, which is coming up. Um, and I think, I think we all need, as practicing Catholic listeners and as practicing Catholics in the Archdiocese, we need to know about it because it's coming right here to our Archdiocese, right? That is correct. All right. Well, tell us uh, about Tekawitha, it. The Tekawitha Conference started in 1939, and it was a, a group of uh, people that worked in reservations and Indian ministry. And they began forming just for their own support and uh, to keep knowledgeable. And how do we take um, what is 
been given to one culture and how do we bring that into a culture so that it is understood uh, and uh, doesn't create greater harm mm. uh, is, is a big part of what we do. It is a yearly conference. Um, in 2023, it'll be the 84th annual Tekekewitha conference, uh, which we are part of what's called uh, one of the six regions of the conference, and we're Region 3. And the U.S. states of Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, Kansas, Wyoming, Nebraska, and the Canadian provinces of Alberta, Manitoba, and Saskatchewan are members of this region. And we all come together to uh, put this conference um, here. And so we'll be in uh, Bloomington, and uh, next year in July, and um, celebrating who we are uh, as Native and Catholic in this area. And we have very specific tribal groups that we work with here, especially the Dakota and the Ojibwe, whereas we will have people from Alaska, from Mexico, from Canada, from all over the United States, Southwest, Northeast, uh, coming together to to pray, to learn, and to share what's going on in Indian country in their world. Hmm. Very good. And so yeah. uh, it's it's uh, certainly for uh, Native people. Is it for non-Native people as well? It's for the church. Right. Uh, you know, and uh, let's all gather to see the richness uh, that the church can bring to a different culture. Uh, I have found in my own walk that going to different cultural churches, I see a lot of myself in it. So when I go to Mexico and I, uh, or I go to one of our Hispanic or our Karini, or here we uh, have our services in Ojibwe and in Lakota. And so that adds a richness to my Catholicism and to my walk. Um, that I don't get just getting um, one culture. When I start looking at the different cultures of the world, all saying this message, it really truly brings me into what it means to be universal and Catholic today. Right, right. I, I remember experiencing that very same thing um, when I lived here in the Twin Cities. Sean, I was uh, I was at the cathedral, it was my home parish, and uh, of course we get a ton of visitors every weekend, um, certainly for Mass, but it was oftentimes people of, of different cultures, of different nationalities, of different ethnicities who were, who I just love to watch them come forward, especially as they were coming forward to receive the Holy Eucharist. Um, just it, it said something about the the universality of the church, and uh, that's what I'm hearing as you're describing that as well. It was one of the gifts of the of this uh, vigil service for the synod, right? That was held on the Pentecost. Most of the people in in the church were from everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it was immigrant city, and that was what truly touched me to say that we are all gathered under one roof and that we can worship together. Mm. So going back to um, what's, uh, what's active in the Archdiocese right now, especially in terms of Native, exactly. uh, Native people, and um, what, are some of the, uh, what are some of the realities that Native Catholics currently face? I mean, uh, those of us who are not Native, 
Um, it'd be good for us to be aware of these things. What are our brothers and sisters facing? Well, the the Catholic Church has has been with uh, the indigenous people since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. There were fourteen uh, Franciscan missionaries that came with with Cortez when he went to conquer Mexico. And when we talk about the new evangelization, that was the old evangelization. Because that was supposed to be the churches coming into the new world and bringing the faith to it. And unfortunately, we as humans have wandered from that path. One of the prime messages of Our Lady of Guadalupe was, do not treat my native people any differently than any of my other creation. Mm -hmm. And she came in in native garb and she spoke in Nahoto which is a a local Mesotech language, to remind us that we need to treat people with respect because they're created in the image and likeness of the Creator. Mm -hmm. And um, we now need to correct some of those mistakes that people made along the way and truly bring the vision of the Church here so that we can uh, all have the peace that uh, God offers us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, may it be so. So, uh, so our general ministry here at at uh, Getchetwa mm-hmm. is primarily with grief and funerals. We do a lot of funerals here in the neighborhood, and um, unfortunately, the mortality rate for American Indians in the United States is about twenty years lower than the dominant population. Mm-hmm. And so, death is a is a big piece that we try to help, and because many of them are in poverty. They can't afford many of the things uh, for funeral rites. So we provide a low-cost environment to have a traditional funeral. Here we allow an overnight, which most places don't allow overnights, um, just because that is a, a real healing piece for people to do. Mm. We are very involved with uh, our homeless relatives that are on the street. Um, and we do a lot of work with uh, the indigenous alcoholic and drug addiction issues that are here as well. Uh, we try to promote uh, walking in a good way uh, for everybody, and it definitely is um, been a growing experience for me. I've been here for five years now, yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm definitely learning more each day, mm-hmm. and that's good for me. Yeah, absolutely. The Lord can reveal so much to us about Himself, about ourselves, and about His uh, His world and, and our brothers and sisters through interaction with other Sorry. cultures. Yeah, absolutely. We truly want to uh, make the incarnation of Matthew twenty five that we're here to feed the hungry, we're here to clothe the naked, we're here to visit those in prison and those that are sick. Uh, we're here to give water to the thirsty uh, and do that in a spirit that is of, of Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, each person that we meet, uh, as our Benedictine brothers and sisters say, we need to treat like Christ. And uh, that's what we try to do here. Obviously, uh, uh, it becomes um, harder to do that alone, and that's why we have a community that comes together and we can celebrate together with that. And that makes it much easier. 
Amen. We're speaking with Sean Phillips, director and pastoral minister, both at the parish of Kichitra Kadiri and also for the Office of Indian Ministry here in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. Let's go back to the Tekakwitha um, conference uh, sure. that's coming up next year. Now, what kind of prayer and planning is, is underway now or will be underway in the year to come? So we've been meeting as a committee already for a year and a half. Uh, to launch, and we've been forming different groups. Uh, we've just put together all of the initial kind of information, save the date kinds of things, the uh, um, uh, logo for this year, which is a, a local Ojibwe artist has created our logo for us and uh, has brought Katiri here uh, you know, because the theme of our uh, our is gathering for healing through living waters, mm. and um, we talk about how water is life so much in this area, especially Dakota water walkers and Ojibwe water walkers, and um, she exemplifies that because she's on that border between the United States and Canada in that St. Lawrence River Valley. And that's really where her home is. And it's very similar to here. And so it's good to bring her here. Absolutely. The the Conference is hosted in one of the six, and they rotate so that we get to go to different places uh, in Indi- Indian country. Mm-hmm. Last year, it was in Raleigh, North Carolina. This year, it will be in Alexandria, Louisiana. And then next year, it will be here in Bloomington, Minnesota. Very good, very good. Well, I'm sure that people are going to want to uh, at least keep up to date with what's going on and maybe even consider attending the conference, especially as it'll be right here in our backyard in Bloomington. So how can how can folks stay up to date with the conference and with the work of the work, the good work that you're doing, Sean? Well, for the conference itself, I would go to the Tekekuita conference um, social media sites. And it's T-E-K-C-O-N-F dot org. And that's the conference page. But they are also on uh, Twitter and they're on Facebook and uh, a variety. And if you just put in T-E-K-C-O-N-F, it'll come up with most of those um, items. There's also a a Facebook page called Native and Catholic, Mm. uh, which uh, kind of brings to date and uh, allows people to share their stories about what it means to be Native and Catholic. Mm. Just recently, we had the Canadian delegation that went to Rome, and they had four representatives from the Mati, from the First Nation, and from the Inuit. And they all spoke their stories. We get to truly hear a Native Catholic story and get to build relationships with uh, our Native brothers and sisters. And this gives us an opportunity to do that. That's so good. Well, Sean, we've reached the end of our time, I'm afraid, but I'm so grateful that you spent some time here on the program to inform us all, especially about the Tekakwitha Conference coming up to Bloomington next year, next July. We look forward to hearing more about that as we get closer to the date. But God bless you, Sean. Thanks for being on the program. Thank you very much. Have a good day. You too. God's blessing. Gigawabaman Minawa. And that means I will meet you again someday.
Beautiful. Love it. Thank you, Sean. For more information on the conference itself, again, that website is T-E-K-C-O-N-F, so techconf.org, and stay up to date about this year's conference as well as next year's when it's here in the Twin Cities. The Facebook page, again, is Native and Catholic. Coming up on the show, how God can use an upcoming retreat to bring you healing with a purpose. Stay with us.